The big day is here. Festivus. A new holiday was born. A Festivus for the rest of us. You gather your family around and tell them all the ways they have disappointed you over the past year. Adam Hill, you're great for this show, but man, you got to drop the negativity. It's not good for your health. Just be positive, like 15 minutes a show, once a week. Adam Candy? Oh my goodness. Dude, you are not witty. Every time you're on the show, I feel like I just want to click over to NPR. I don't know why they even keep bringing you on. Go back to refing, bro. At least you know you suck at that. Jonathan Von Tobel. Oh my goodness, I can't tell when I'm listening to the show and you're on if it's Cofield and Company or The View. All I hear is this yammering about parenting and my kid. Come on, man. Stick to sports. All right, learn how to do drops and get a personality and be more part of the show. <laughs> Steve. Maybe you should consider picking one of these many jobs that you have and being good at it. Cofield, you're a miserable human. You wouldn't know what to do with happiness. It would ruin you. We don't have enough time to list all the things that are wrong with you. I got a lot of problems with you people. Now you're going to hear about it. Very good, Festivus. Those are some old Festivus calls. Uh, We did Festivus, the phone calls from... 345 to 445 we'll have uh, some more of the recorded calls and we are now getting a request to have the Festivus line open all year long so that people can call in spur of the moment record their message and then we could play it back you know You'd 11 to- months later because that you know top of mind not everyone is Brady who was uh, you know once again close to the caller of the Festivus who takes notes all the time including on our late night podcast but you could then you, if you did that, there'd be so many good ones that you'd have to have Festivus week. Or maybe maybe if you have it all week, instead of the, the, the regions that Ari puts together, he could use the, one, the current ones through, to build up to promote the actual Festivus day. That is a good idea. We'll hash this out off the air. Battleborn Injury Lawyers presents The Big Five at Five. Number five. Ari's come up with a new feature. Ari's what? Ari has come up with a new feature. Okay. I think this is right up Ari and Adam's alley, and I think Willie, who, by the way, was that was a good st- – he just stared me down. Just gave me a stare. I was – Angel saw it. I was like, whoa. I actually didn't – I didn't look over because was, I was a little worried. Uh, Cofield and Company's COVID corner. Because the sports world can't get enough COVID talk. C-C-C-C-C. Yes. Texas A&M out of the Gator Bowl. Yep. As we just mentioned with Brian Blessing, Willie – We've got positives now with Alabama and with Georgia. Where does this go, guys? Do we see an outbreak at Bama and Georgia, and all of a sudden the SEC is like, hey, we're all about rescheduling. We can't play these games. This ain't fair. I think it makes a lot of sense to, to you know, adapt with what is being learned. And I think it's, you know, it's silly to go with rules from a time when you know things were different, when yep. the situation was different, when we knew different things, um, when we understood different things about you know COVID. And, and as we learn more, we can adapt our protocols and our rules and and move forward with that. Now, if it changes how teams are affected, that's kind of messed up. I don't really want to see that, but. If you can, if you can adapt rules, if you can make changes, and I think that's what the NHL is doing right now. You know, somebody yesterday asked you and I, Steve, well, like, do they think in four days in the NHL this is all going to be gone? 
No. They're they're trying to figure out what to do going forward. Right. I actually asked Willie that question on the air yesterday, and, and he and he snapped off on me. And when I when I heard someone ask you, I was like, ah, oh, they're in trouble. <laughs> Willie's answer was great. Yours was too. They're they're trying to hash things out. They right. they need to buy some time here to figure out what the hell they're going to do. Right. And and they they are I think going to make pretty significant changes to how how things are handled going forward. How testing is handled, how positive tests are handled, how isolations are handled, all those things I think are going to be changed. Well, the one thing that I brought up, Adam, was this also. So they start the holiday break two days early, but many of these outbreaks, they didn't just start yesterday or today. So a lot of those lists that the players are on, they're, you know, they're going to be, they're giving them a little more time or they're going to be coming off of them. They're, they're not fresh. Right, the, the the outbreak took place has started a week ago, whatever it may have been. You know the, these numbers that are spiking in all sports. So everybody's just like like Adam said, everybody's got to figure out what they're going to do. Um, you have to adjust with now the times that we're in. We are not in COVID. Somebody, it's funny. Somebody said I told someone that I had COVID March 2020. And they said, Oh, you had COVID classic. That's that's the COVID classic, not the. So we're not in 2020, March 2020 COVID times. We're in December 2021 times, where we there's now a vaccine, there's now boosters, there's now different protocols. So you know it's 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 a matter of just riding with the times. I want to touch on one thing that, that that Brian had said about just let's just delay the game. One thing that would be difficult with that because how many weeks in a row did we have John Sassenti on and talking about preparation and planning? There's a lot of other things. How many hotel rooms were booked? You know, there's a lot of things that went into planning for that particular bowl week and bowl day that it would be tough to just say, oh, we're moving it, and then all the fans coming in. So, Number four. Buffalo Bills wide receiver Cole Beasley test positive. <laughs> He's going to miss the game against the Patriots. He says, quote, it's the NFL's fault. <laughs> this, is, this is silly. We, uh, who, this is something everybody saw coming. Everybody knew it was going to happen. He should have he been prepared for this. He right? said, quote, just to be clear, COVID is not keeping me out of this game. The rules are. You have COVID. You understood you were more likely to get it if you didn't get vaccinated. You understood that if you did, you'd miss a game. Or, we, or more. He's, or out, more. he's out for 10 days. Yeah. We, on this show, said before the season he was probably going to get it during the stretch drive when it really was going to cost the team. Who could have seen this coming? Yep. And we're seeing it in other situations. Uh, you know, I've mentioned it a couple times. If I'm a Chargers fan, like I ain't happy with Joey Bosa. Like, Thanks for digging in, but now you're going to miss... More games. For what? Yeah. For what? For what? Because you read some memes on Facebook. Like, it's it's silly. And, you know, it's like I talk about my love of Aaron Rodgers, by the way. Like, I, I think the guy is great in a lot of ways. I love watching his interview every week. You know, he literally yesterday quoted a Facebook meme as fact and said, why aren't we why aren't we practicing this? Because it's not real, Aaron. And and that's part of what you have to deal with. Like, I, There's absolutely discussions that should be had about how to handle this, how to handle like in this new wave, if things are going differently, if, if outcomes are being are, are different, 
in this way, if it's less severe, if it's impacting the, uh, you know, the vaccinated in a different way. Like there's definitely discussions to be had about should we have the same protocols that we had a year ago, which probably is not the case. We know more. We can treat it more. There's more things we could do. There's understanding of, of different, you know, different ways to handle things now. And that's a fair discussion to be had, but everybody needs to come to the table with real, real information. And, and, you know, yesterday, again, we were having a conversation, uh, somewhere outside of here. And one of the things that we were talking about was the, one of the problems that we have right now is that everyone on the planet has the same voice. Unfortunately, like the guy at the bar screaming about information that he heard from somebody is literally treated the exact same way as people that have been studying diseases for their entire life. And that is a problem. And I don't, I used to blame the people that spouted this dumb misinformation. I don't think it's their fault. I think it's, we're amplifying voices that shouldn't be amplified. So again, it's fair to have conversations. It's fair to say, hey, I don't think this is how it should be handled. But it's not fair for you to, to, to think that morons are, are of the same import in this conversation that actual scientists and doctors are. Number three. <laughs> Sorry, that was a that was a good strong rant. It was just O Tannenbaum in the background was throwing perfect. me off. It was perfect. It was... <laughs> Happy holidays, everybody! I can't even get it out in, in classic form. Uh, you know, NFL integrity, uh, the PI stuff. I mean, up yours. Yesterday with the Rams and the Seahawks, I had nothing on the game. But again, that the outcome of that game does affect the playoff race. And you remember, was it last year? Because I forgot because it, it, it came and went so quickly when they were going to review PIs and the refs refused after a while to follow the rules. <laughs> right? And we got, we, got no, we, got, we got reviews. They wouldn't overturn anything on the PIs. It is one of the most egregious mistakes they make all the time. And last night, that was ridiculous. How many times? That was re- DJ Dallas got slammed across the arm, was contacted early. It's DPI. You throw the flag. And then on top of it, he gets pissed. They kick the ball, and they give the Rams 15 yards yeah. for a field goal. So the whole integrity thing with gambling, guess what? Now we got a 10-point game instead of seven. It's unreal. And I had nothing on the game. I had no stake in the game. But as I watched it, it, it took me back to the pass interference efforts to try to clean it up. The fact that the refs were like, nope, we're not going to do it. And when we review it, we're never going to overturn it. We're never going to call into question the judgment on a judgment play. And now we get games like this that affect the playoff race. And if I'm the Cardinals and I'm the Niners in the NFC West, I am so pissed off about this that the Rams again got help from the officials. Um, I'll say this. You said you didn't, you didn't gain anything from it. You didn't have anything on it. I won on it, and it's ridiculous. I'm not cashing. It's my absolutely. Ticket. Well, I can't. It's an app. I can't. Like, there's I'm no way giving to, the money back. I, I could. Like, if I figure out a way to, to do it, yeah. Ari, but, you're getting a bonus off that stupid bet. Uh, but it is. Willie, it was, you too. It was egregious. <laughs> it was disgusting. And let's not forget, that is the crew that throws the most flags in the entire league. That's the crew that threw. Oh. I think that's the. That is the crew that oh. I think. Three minutes ago, just threw another flag in the Cowboys-Raiders game. 
Like, that's the same crew. What are we doing? But I got to break in. I'm going to say right now, tonight's national anthem is going to be really good. You hear the warm-up? Oh, yeah. Not only do I love drums, bugles, parades, but I think I really like choirs. Okay. Well, that had a Christmas feel to it. Oh, you're going to people you who know, are coming out tonight, come out for the family pack, uh, come out for the game against San Diego here at the Thomas and Mac. You're gonna, you are going to like that. And by the way, I don't always say that after rehearsal. You know who's getting? You know who's I, do, I don't always say that, uh, not to be mean, but there was there. I did walk back. Yeah, I actually walked ones. out of the arena um, for a, 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 a national anthem where I was. I had heard it, and I'm like, I can't, I can't be here. That's a bad ones. Uh, yeah. You know who's doing it Sunday at the Raiders game? Who? Montel Jordan. This is how we is do that, it. Is that right? I believe so. Is he going to open that way? Is Shaq going to be there all annoyed? that? My, have you seen the commercials? No. I, I always reference commercials with Adam. Adam's like, what? No idea. I don't watch commercials. <laughs> apparently, Shaq's like, apparently Montel Jordan knows how to do a lot of things. Okay. Well, he's, he's going to do the anthem. He's just hovering all the time. Sure. He's, and he's going to do the anthem. I'm excited about that. But Willie, this, we've lost control of the big you know what, five. This it's does, my fault this time. This does sound good. The anthem here sounds good. Oh, they're good. doing Christmas carols. Good. Oh, this is great. Willie, you going to stick around? I may not stay now. No. Is that is is that actually a live? I gotta go to break and watch this. Hey, it's oh, this is tremendous. Is that Will? Is Willie down there singing? <laughs> he's all, I think he left. He's all thrown off. He goes, yeah. "What the hell's going on?" I'm sorry, I'm, I've lost control. The angel and Willie. Oh, are in the beautiful. I'm trying not to talk too much. <laughs> no, no, no. no he's, t- <laughs> he's taking the warning. He's all gunshot now. Is uh, when the Raiders announced who was singing. I was a little disappointed that they didn't put, like, hashtag, this is how we do it. I mean, I think I've told the story about Montel Jordan before, who, when I met him and he walked away, he turned and pointed and said, this is how we do it. Oh, he used it on you just just one-on-one. It was one of the most uncomfortable moments of my life. Wow. You didn't get a kick out of it? I might have 30 years ago. Oh, wow. When did the song come out? I believe 1998. You wanted to drop a line on Montel Jordan? Like, hey, Montel, the 90s are calling. I mean, that would have been fair. Like, what are we doing? It's got to be. It's what he's got. It's all he's got. Right? No, but he, I didn't say it's all he's got. You. It's what he's got. I, he might have more now. I don't know. No, just be you. Like, everybody that, knows that, you You had a hit song. That's you don't in, need to okay. quote it every time. Okay, but that's in person and meeting somebody. I'm talking about just, just a little hash, you know, just. They might do it on Sunday. They're maybe, saving it. Maybe. All right. I got to call an audible. Omaha! Red Sox! Cadillacs, top two coming back on the other side. This Let's take a quick time out here. This is how we do it. <laughs> We're all over the place today. Happy Festivus, everybody. It's the Big Five at Five, brought to you by Battleborn Injury Lawyers. If you've been injured, call Justin Watkins at Battleborn Injury Lawyers, 570-9000. You're always coughing off mic, and then anytime I make a noise, it's like, oh, what's John doing? No. I'm not doing it. You're a mean one, Mr. Grinch. You really are a heel. Festivus 2021. That was actually a live moment of Festivus in the middle of the year when uh, John Von Tobel, who used to be in Ari's role, now he's a massive TV and radio star with v just snapped on the both of us. <laughs> was it more me or you? Do you remember? It was you, I think. Oh. Yeah, us shooting looks about whoever else is on the show, uh, not not the best thing, and it set off John. And I guess the positive now is Ari's been by himself basically for a year and a half, something like uh, 333 of the last 345 shows. Like we've been in studio 12 times. Good math. I think it yes. checks out. Right. 
You guys go off, everybody. Uh, it sounds like in years past, so and so forth. Has Ari ever aired his grievances? Um, is, he, he, is he allowed? He's popped off like Von Tobel did. He's popped off a couple of times, but he he. I'll tell you, of all the people I know, he internalizes more anger and complaints. And Angel's here running the show. Angel knows. And every once in a while, I hear it off the air. Like, Ari's come at me a couple of times, and I'm like, good for you, dude. That's good. You know? Yeah. Don't let people bully you. We're just trying to teach Ari a lesson, that's all. I think with I've the, With the constant hour-by-hour hour bullying. I improved from last year. I was told to toughen up and get more involved and get more confident. Yeah. Long road ahead, but I'm you, getting there. You snapped off on me. I think you're oh, going to yeah. snap off on Willie within the next three months. He's been riding you. Candy, that's a long time coming. Oh, boy. Oh boy, he just says, "Oh boy." I've left Ari alone about the uh, the whole text message incident when it was me, Ari, and Adam. Remember that day, Adam? Ari got the the, the random text message he didn't know from who, and then he man, or he did know, me. but yeah, she haunts you. He posing a she. So Willie and I yesterday got into a conversation. Is Derek Carr one of those oh guys when you give him the ball back with? Two minutes left, three minutes left. Or just be waiting on just before that, Adam. When a team's driving. Right, a team, and, and a team you, scores you, to go ahead. But, but, they don't run enough time off the clock. Carr gets it. Is Carr one of those yeah. guys? Because we know we know who the established guys are. Like it was Peyton Manning, it's Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers. You know, you're like, don't give them the ball back with two minutes left. You gotta manage scoring and the clock. Don't do it. Is Derek Carr one of those guys? Because as Willie pointed out yesterday, he's in the group statistically. And this show loves numbers yeah. with the malicious facts of 28 fourth-quarter comebacks. I don't know if it's, it's a game-winning drives. 28 game-winning drives, right? Yeah, game-winning drives. And he's up there with everyone else in the game. And Willie read it, and then I'm like, I, I just don't, I don't think of it that way. I just don't. Yeah, I think, I think that that stat would tell you that you'd have to kind of put him in that conversation. Um, I just. I would have to do a little bit more of a deep dive into those numbers to really fairly answer your question because my my guess, just thinking on the surface, would be that him, not him alone, but he has been in many more positions to have to lead a fourth quarter drive than most of those other names. So you're actually flipping it back to the Raiders are behind a lot more often than the really good team. I don't know that for sure. I, I, agree, with, I agree with you. We, we need to look into the numbers because that is something I thought of. I mean, I don't, I don't know why I don't think, so ratio, I don't know why I don't think of him like Rodgers and Brady. So the ratio would have when the, to, when the numbers are up there. Yeah, I mean, like you know, how Rodgers is ahead more often than he's behind at that point in the game, right? I, I would think. Uh, again, I don't know this for sure. I'm just saying I think that's what you'd have to look at. That's what you'd have to figure out, uh, and that's what you have to study. It goes back to, you know, when I when I scream and yell that clutch is not a real thing, and people are like, "What about?" I don't want to say the player I was going to say because uh, whatever. Uh, what about Michael Jordan? He was clutch. I'm like, well, if he shot like 31 percent, right? You used to bring up Kobe's numbers all the time. Right. Well, I, don't, I mean, I'm not trying to. You're not swearing Kobe. It's, no, it's, it's a conversation believe, we had forever, and I know you were always like, actually, if you look at his numbers, they're not really much different. Sometimes they get worse. Worse. Well, I, I believe, and again, this is this is off the top of my head, so I don't I don't have the numbers in front of me. I believe in the last 30 seconds of games that were within three points his shooting percentage was around 33%. So, yes, he made a lot of shots. Is that clutch? If, you fa if, if you're failing 67% of the time in that situation, 
I don't know. And that's why I've always argued that clutch is not a real thing. But that, that's what I'm saying here where, yeah, he's led a lot of fourth quarter comebacks. There's no question about it. But if you're, if you're in that position a lot more, it takes a little bit away from that stat. And I don't know that to be the case. I'm just saying that's the next level you have to study to get there. So that would answer that. That, that certainly could justify why Matt Stafford ranked seventh all-time with 41 with the Lions. Sure. Join the conversation on Twitter. I'm Little Timmy. I'm a tax person. Cofield and Company is back. Merry Christmas, baby. Willie Deer, Adam Hill. Man, trying to track what's going on with COVID and injuries going into these games, and especially short week games, is a uh, nightmare. And we're enlisting the services of uh, one of our good friends. We haven't talked to him in a while. Damian Barling, ESPN Sacramento, is all over the Niners beat. Want to get some uh, Raiders talking as well. Damian, how you doing, buddy? I'm fantastic, my man. How are you? We're good. We're good. We just did our Festivus show, which is uh, airing of the grievances, and we let the callers call in to complain about all that drove them nuts about us this year. So it got kind of I ugly. remember this. I yes. remember this from last year. <laughs> it, was, it was a little bit ugly. Um, oh, dear. Wow. What a turnaround for the Niners. So uh, tell me what's happened here in recent weeks that has gotten the Niners, I mean, right back in the middle of the division race and certainly in the playoff race. Honestly, man, it's as simple as this. They eliminated mistakes, and they would have the most frustrating, like, catastrophic mistakes that would destroy their opportunities to stay in games. Like, they were – like, it was a regular joke every Monday. So, what was the third down pass interference call on the 49ers secondary that really destroyed this game? And the sad part is – Steve, is we could pick from like three. It'd be like, well, there was this one in the first quarter. There was this one in the third quarter. There was the one on this drive. And when they kind of settled that down, when those defensive pass interference, particularly those back-breaking defensive pass interference plays went away, and they started, you know, some of those just reckless and careless turnovers dissipated, this team started winning games. It kept their the, the the defensive pass interference is going away. Kept their offense on the field longer. You see their offense out there. You see the increase in productivity that we've seen over the course of oh last eight weeks or so. Like the offense looks like it's cooking again, and that's that's the biggest reason why is those mistakes have not been completely eliminated. But the mistakes that they make, like the Jamichael Hasty, you know, muffed kickoff at the beginning, of, they're not breaking mistakes. And the thing that stands out, Damian, during a five and one run right now is y- you look at, you know, the complexion of the schedule: Jacksonville, Minnesota, Seattle, Atlanta. So what? But they, the the two wins that stand out is the home win against L.A., a very mm-hmm. dominating win, and then going into Cincinnati against a Bengals team that we saw was surging, and they pull out sort of a rugged twenty six twenty three win. Um, do you feel that the the, the caliber of play that they've been playing is is strong enough to make a push here. And, of course, they got that big game to close the season against the Rams. Yeah, I, I, I do. I, I do think they're playing well enough. And, you know, obviously we see the schedule. We, do, we, do, we don't apologize for the schedule. I mean, the NFL is super mediocre this year. Um, so they've, they've taken advantage of that schedule, and they've been able to beat some good teams. You mentioned the Cincinnati one. And I think I think the fact that they're – they're kind of clicking at the right time. I know that's such a that, that that's a cliche, but I feel like more than in any other sport in football, if you start clicking at the right time, headed into the postseason, 
you know, that can be a big deal for you. And then you got a guy like Jimmy Garoppolo, who they're going into they're they're they're, they're going into Tennessee tomorrow. They're taking on the Titans, and it's like, yo, Jimmy Garoppolo, you see Ryan Tannehill? That is your future right there. Ryan Tannehill gets out of Miami, heads over to Tennessee, plays really well there, gets the bag. That's what Jimmy Garoppolo is looking to do is get the bag this offseason because he's obviously not going to get it from the San Francisco 49ers. So the fact that he's playing as well as he is, if he can continue to kind of push this team into the playoffs, the defense, which I think has gotten progressively better as the season has gone along. Nick Bosa has been an animal. Eric Armstead starting to round into form. As long as those things continue to happen, yeah, I absolutely think they can make a push in the playoffs, especially because I don't think there's any team no one scares me. Like, I don't think there's a really dominant team in either conference. Like, no one really is standing out. You're looking at Kansas City. They're peaking at the right time. You're looking at San Francisco. Obviously not on the same level as Kansas City right now, but they're peaking at the right time, too. And those are two teams that I like headed into the final three weeks of the regular season. And the reason I brought up the schedule issue is Tennessee, two disappointing losses on their docket, the Jets and the Texans. Mm-hmm. And then the way that the game ended last week with Pittsburgh – um, in, in, in someone handing them a game, uh, San Francisco, you look at, you look at the betting board, they got, I mean, this is an important game, obviously. And the odds makers are favoring the Niners. They're okay. laying three on the road. Why can San Francisco go in? Where's the matchup on this that they can go in and win this game? One, that's just crazy to me, uh, that they're, they're riding San Francisco the way that they are. I think, I think there are the, the, the two things to watch for. Uh, headed in tomorrow. It's a short week. Short week, you rely on the run game. I'm critical of Kyle Shanahan. I'm not I'm not critical of Kyle Shanahan. I'm critical of the way Kyle Shanahan is covered. He's talked about it as if he's his greatest offensive mind in the history of professional sports. But his record doesn't like show that. When you look at his record, it's like, wait a minute, that was the greatest offensive mind in football history, a below 500 coach. One thing that he does that I just marvel at is whoever he puts in the backfield, their running back's going for 100 yards. It doesn't matter if it's Debo Samuel, a wide receiver. It doesn't matter if it's a rookie, Elijah Mitchell. It doesn't matter if it's Jeff Wilson coming off an injury. It doesn't matter if Raheem Mostert for the one game that he's around each season. He gets the most out of his running back. So coming off a short week, expect to see you're always going to get a ton of the run game with the San Francisco 49ers. I would expect a ton more. And... Uh, the two guys that I just mentioned, Ryan Tannehill really likes to work the middle of the field. Fred Warner takes that away, causes him to hiccup for a second and a half. Now, all of a sudden, you've got Eric Armstead and you got Nick Bosa on your back. And if those two things happen, I, I, I like the 49ers a lot tomorrow. Niners. I just think that's a, that's a lot to ask on a Thursday. Sorry, go ahead. That's all right. Uh, Niners three, three and a half tomorrow against Tennessee. Thursday night football, we'll have that right here on ESPN Las Vegas after our show live over at Silver Sevens, uh, ESPN Sacramento host, Damon Barling, is on the horn with us. So what are the fans like uh, around you? Because you guys used to do a lot of Raiders talk. I wonder how they've reacted to what has been uh, a up-and-down crazy season, tragic moments with Henry Ruggs, uh, you mm-hmm. know, winds up crashing and killing one of our locals. What do Raiders fans say now in that area about their team? Because it, it, it seems like in the end the result is going to kind of be similar to the last two years. And, and that's it. That's what they're saying. Here we go again. I mean, you know, Henry Ruggs, like that's this, that's awful. Um, there were more, there was a lot more conversation around John Gruden 
uh, in, in everything that, you know, his, his dismissal or step, whatever it was, him being gone. Uh, but really, John Gruden, no John Gruden, you know, the tragic Henry Rugg situation doesn't happen. I think most 49er fans, or excuse me, most Raider fans were bracing for this. They were bracing for this same thing again. And it's like clockwork. Like it, it, it's, they, it's gotten to the point with this team where you don't get excited for anything because you're just waiting for something to go terribly wrong. Yeah. It's like the basketball team that I cover out here, the Sacramento Kings. You never get excited when something goes right because you know it's probably going to be followed by two or, bad, two or three bad things. That's been the case with the Raiders. And most Raider fans I know, that's what they've been. They've been reserved. They've been like, yeah, no, they're playing well. Yo, look at, look, look at these Raiders. I'm not going to get excited because I know there's something bad ahead. But look at the way they're playing now. And then sure enough, the bad comes and Raider fans are left shaking their head. And they, they it's crazy. The fan base for the Raiders is still super strong here. Like they, it, it, it's barely dissipated at all with the move yeah. to Las Vegas. Uh, I believe it. But the uh, the local paper here talked to the uh, violator a couple of weeks ago, and he was crapping all over the local local fans here. It's like, bruh, <laughs> you know, the, the fan support here for the Raiders is not going to be balls to the wall right out of the gates. He was complaining, hey, you know, it's it's a fifty fifty split at the games. They're not as loud as they like. You move to a new market with with, with some Raiders fans here. We all had teams already, bruh. NFL knew that already. Like this, this like NFL doesn't care anything about that. I mean, fans might, but the NFL knew what time it was. Like if yep. they cared about fan reaction and fan base, it would be the Los Angeles Raiders. It wouldn't be the Las Vegas yep. Raiders. And on top of that, when you charge, I mean, they could get it, so they did it. When you charge seventy five thousand dollars for PSLs, thirty five thousand dollars for PSLs, right? You think you're going to get tried and true Raiders fans who are like, I'm never selling my tickets, <laughs> right? <laughs> I mean, no just, chance. It's totally absurd. All right. Uh, I mean, th- this is our conversation now. The Raiders have a chance to close out here, you know, 2-1, and 3-0. and Can mm-hmm. they do it? We don't know. Uh, they have a chance to make the playoffs. If they don't, what do you do with Mayock at GM and, more importantly, with Carr at quarterback, especially with the long-term deal on the horizon? He's going to yeah. get it somewhere. Does he get it from the Raiders? I don't think he gets it in, in Las Vegas. Well, gosh, it's hard to say. I always felt like Gruden didn't like it. Like, it was never going to be Derek Carr with John Gruden. Derek Carr, like, the, the weird thing about quarterback contracts is there's no, like, there's no middle line. Yep. Like, you're either, like, a backup or you're getting a massive contract. There's no, I don't know the last quarterback who, you know, that's a sensible contract he signed. Like, that, <laughs> I, I've never heard that as it pertains to a quarterback. It's usually a monster deal when you're one of the 32 starting quarterbacks. I and maybe maybe this maybe the first question will answer the second one. Like, I think Mayock is good. I think no one benefits more from John Gruden's firing than Mike Mayock because Mike Mayock can go to Mark Davis and say, "Yo, I wasn't even the GM. I was here. I you gave me that title, but we all knew what time it was. I wasn't in charge of anything. Now with your boy gone, I can start to run things the way that I want to. I can start to draft the way I want to. I can start to sign the way that I want to." Um, I don't know whether that includes Derek Carr or not. I'd look around and, I mean, you, you talk about the two Spider-Mans pointing at each other, the Spider-Man meme. Well, that's Derek Carr and Jimmy Garoppolo. <laughs> Both are good, but where do you want to go with your team? Because I don't know that either one of those quarterbacks are are, are going to get you there. But at the same time, I don't know what the heck the answer is. I think they need to shoot high. I think they got they got to be in the running for you know the 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 big-name dudes who are available, and if they can't get them, 
then they're going to have to, you know, they're going to have to go bridge. And, and I guess Mariota could be the bridge. And then you start looking around at the draft Oof. or the draft next year. Man. I know that's that's tough. But who are the who's going to be available though? Like what 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 quarterback that can change your franchise is going to become available in free agency? Russell Wilson, not free agency, but uh, Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers, or Deshaun Watson. I, 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 I we literally talked about that two hours ago. So <laughs> that that's my dumb, my bad. That's yeah, all right. all, uh, Vegas is an attractive destination for those guys, a hundred percent. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm with you completely. Swing for the fence for those guys, and I think it, I, <laughs> I think that actually that conversation started because we were talking about Jimmy Garoppolo or Derek Carr in seattle because after watching russell wilson's like he, he's gone we knew all year this thing with seattle yep. was going to come to an end but yeah that's it that's a that's a great call deshaun watson with josh jacobs back there Woo! i like the raiders a lot in the division if that happens Dabo sweeney coaching oh let's not let's not start this now <laughs> still got three weeks left. Easy. hey Easy. Damian, we, we appreciate you hopping on man we uh we can always lean on you for good 49ers talking good bay area talk thank you so much and have a good holiday you too my friend great to hear from you guys there he is, Damian Barling, ESPN Sacramento. What about the triple Spider-Man meme? Derek Carr pointing at Jimmy Garoppolo and Kirk Cousins pointing back. Yeah. And Matt well, Stafford also, so quadruple. Wouldn't, Gar- wouldn't, wouldn't Cousins be weighed down by all the cash? Join the conversation on Twitter at ESPN Las Vegas. Judge Dan in Denver. Hey, Cofield, do you know what my family's doing this festivist season? We're homeless. That's right. We lost everything when you suggested I bet the house on Urban Meyer and the Jaguars against the Broncos. Well, look how that turned out. Thanks, Steve. Well, you do still owe me a barbecue sandwich off that deal. We can cut that up into fifths and serve that to my family for Christmas dinner. Come on, Cofield. By the way, Adam Hill, what is wrong with you, man? Going on a smear campaign against a dang fine American like Rudy Rudiger? What's next? You're going to go after Santa Claus? I bet you are. You're going to try and do a takedown on Santa Claus this holiday season. You should be ashamed of yourself. Man, you disgust me, Hill. And producer Ari, come on, producer Ari, you're going to cut me off after just two grievances? You ought to be ashamed of yourself. Next year, I want my own 30-minute special. I'm taking down the entire Cofield & Company crew. Judge Dan, out in Denver. Cofield & Company presents... Grab Bag. Don't touch it. Don't even look at it. Only on ESPN Las Vegas. Pick your hand in there, Dave. There he is. We had some stragglers on the Festivus hotline. Did we get one more call and you cut it up during a break? We got it during the show. Andrew, wanted in. This could be Hi. interesting. Uh, this is Andrew, Twitter handle rockinroller 32 And I want to say I'm a big fan of the show, but uh, when you got... Uh, when you got rid of that Man Ring segment, you got rid of that awesome 1980s video, football video game music. Um, could you bring that back for like Football Frenzy or some other segment? That was that's corny, but it's cool video game music. Don't get rid of it. Bye. All right. A demand for old music. Did you have any clue what he was talking about? Uh, I do remember the music. Yeah, we did the whole. We rated everything yeah, on the Madden, Madden scale, sure. and then we just didn't follow the rules. And it, like many other benchmark features, it we have spiraled. it just it just faded. Yeah, because we were incapable. Of, first of all, we we can never set rules and parameters because you want to argue every one of them, and then uh, we just went off the. I think in that case, 
I was I was the voice of reason there. I, I think well, what it was is we would just we have so many things to get to in the show that it had to be something that we rated every day. But then you would just throw things in that were like, well, there's no what are we rating? Like, there's no we we're just having a conversation. Rated, yeah, yeah, and Oops. that's why it kind of went away. Three six four eleven hundred three six four one one zero zero. We continue to empty out the uh, press box prize closet. Thanks to them for the uh, press box football fan giveaway here. This is very cool. We've got two tickets to check out the movie National Champions. That's courtesy of AMC Theaters. And go to lvbowl.com to get your Las Vegas Bowl tickets. But we got a couple of tickets for the Las Vegas Bowl. Fingers crossed, man. Fingers crossed. No COVID issues. Fingers crossed. But we got two free tickets, so risk-free. Call in right now. Call our 7 364-1100-364-1100. We have a UNLV game coming up, so running Rebel Warm-Up is on the way with John Sandler and Curtis Terry. I don't know if you guys saw this earlier, but the Mountain West, very progressive, uh, natural leader. We know that in Craig Thompson. I joke. But um, it looks like they've actually done something smart here. Uh, the Big East is in the soup. I don't know what they were thinking. Just making teams forfeit if they couldn't play. So I, I forget. Was it? I forget the team the other day. I thought. I think their record was nine and one, but they're zero and two in the Big East. And you're huh. like, wait, the game doesn't count, but it count. Like, you can't do that. You can't really punish now for teams not being able to play. It's not. Yeah. It's not an unvaccinated versus vaccinated thing. So, the Mountain West is put into effect. They will try to reschedule COVID affected games, but if they can't, it's a it's not a forfeit. It's just a no contest. no contest. So that's a good idea. Yeah. It's, it's, and again, it's, it's rolling with new information and things that we learn and making the best decisions for you know, everyone going forward as much as possible. So you have to applaud them for that. Um, and I think that's a very cool move by them. And it's the Colorado State New Mexico game that is first affected uh, by this, uh, which will not be played, I guess, on the 28th. Uh, they'll try to move that back and reschedule. But Steve... This is not what you want to talk about. What is it? I, mean, it, 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 I lost it, my focus. You have to celebrate. Oh, we don't have to do that. Yeah, it, it looks like for the bowl game that was in Jeopardy, the Gator Bowl. Steve, this is going to be Steve's the, going to Jacksonville. This will be. I'm not going to Jacksonville. <laughs> this will, especially on that short of notice. Uh, this will be pan universally because A and M is out. Texas A and M is out of the Gator Bowl. They're COVID affected. Wake Forest is, is sitting there like, okay, do we have an opponent? Everyone started thinking conventionally, and they're like, well, I mean, every bowl team is in a game. Another bowl game is going to have to be affected with one of their teams, and then they can you know, meet up. Well, the, the NCAA doesn't care. It's about money, uh, and I'm sure this is an ESPN game. It's like, well, let's just find a 5-7 and seven team. So they found one. Where did they find one? <laughs> it's, it is the, uh, the Rutgers Scarlet Knights. So. <laughs> Which, which, they, which, which they had a chance to make a bowl game. They got their asses kicked, so that's the end of the season. I'm, I was fine with that. Like, you didn't go 6-6. Six and six. So, I will watch the game. I will root for them. This is one of those stories where... This is a 30-for-30. This is one of those the stories. The season was over. This is where a story where the, the team, got the they got called, and then they come in and they roll. Yeah! Or, or all the kids are like, I... Christmas. I'm sorry. I'm not. No shot. Not going to be ready. Well, at no least shot. at least Wake Forest has a easy offense to prepare for. Exactly. As like the most complex, up tempo offense in the country. It'll be fun. Eh, they get another you know week of practice. I don't know. How would you look at it as a kid, as one of the players? Would you be fired up, or you're like, eh, yeah, I'm like already in holiday mode. What's going on? No, here? It, would, it would be that would be a vacation. Like, all right, let's go. Let's not even practice. Let's just go down there. We'll hang out in Florida. 
We'll play the game, I guess, but we're not going to prepare for the game. We'll just wing it. The quarterback will light, and it'll just be like uh, light pole football. We'll just draw the plays on there. I bet you the, I bet you the kids who went in the transfer portal want back in. So they can go to Jacksonville? Probably not. Have they been to – Jacksonville stinks. Listen, it's, it might be better than Piscataway, but it is a terrible it's – it's in my bottom five major cities. Um, would you rather be stranded in Cleveland or Jacksonville? Say it, Jacksonville, the weather. It's a one edge. It, mean, was, it was slow, though. Listen, Adam and, Cleveland you, sucks. Did we go on that but, trip to Jacksonville to the Super Bowl? Uh, I didn't go to Jacksonville for the Super Bowl. I went for – probably not a fair judgment – I went for the bubble UFC week. Oh, that's right. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah. It sucks. How lucky were you that fans didn't know who you were? That's true. That's fair. And that story you wrote, your lead, the lead heard around the world. Well, that story was after. Dana White almost got you killed. Yeah, that was when they went back to Jacksonville. Oh, that was <laughs> going back. Okay. Yeah. What was the lead again? That was quoted during Festivus. It was. Actually, you're right. You don't want to repeat it again? No. Okay. Have people send pictures of uh, you don't have to, you don't have to read my story. You can read the back of the ticket that was issued by the UFC. The story lead quoted the ticket. Yes, that's it. That's right. I remember that. Is the most fortunate break of an NFL player? What happened to Le'Veon Bell? He just got signed by the Buccaneers. He said he was seriously considering not playing football anymore and going into boxing. When are some of these guys going to learn? There's a YouTube guy who's knocking you guys out. Like, not everyone can box. You're getting paid, though. You get paid to get knocked out? I will say, if you keep lining up MMA dudes and former athletes from other sports, I, I, I could watch. I'm not going to watch. But so like, I, I can follow the story of Jake Paul for, like, the next five looks years. Looks like Anderson Silva next. Okay, that one's interesting. <laughs> I'm back on the MMA guy, baby. But he wants Julio Cesar Chavez Jr., which is just a disaster. If there's what, what's the weight limit? Unlimited? Uh, apparently, who knows? And and uh, Chavez Jr. will still miss it at unlimited. That's a, that's a cheap joke. And but. won't train, and then he'll yeah. get knocked out, and, and then people say it's a real boxer's kid. Okay, <laughs> it's a real boxer's kid. All right, Rebel Games coming up. San Diego getting a little healthier. Has a quality win on the schedule. Yeah, yay! They took out Reno. Great job with the calls on Festivus. Appreciate it so much. LV Sports Network will have the archives. Thanks to Angel, Willie, Candy, Ari, Adam Hill. See you.